The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We've been touching on um, all month long um, winning. Really, that's where what we are talking about. And we have been teaching on the power to win. Tonight's service with themes along the same line, empowered to win. And again, I want to encourage everyone, remind everyone, um, charge everyone, tell you once again, if you are in Christ, you are a winner. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are, you are, you are a champion. And the, the power to win, even when it looks like you are not winning, when it feels like you are not winning, um, that power is available to you, and it's supernatural. It comes from God. And that's what you need to um, key yourself into or plug yourself into, particularly when you are challenged. Praise God. And like I've been saying um, all month long, it's a reality of life to come against challenges. In the different areas where you are currently being challenged, um, I'm sure every single one of us will have one aspect or another in our lives. And even if you are having it that good that every area of your own personal life there's no challenge, um, you should take up the challenges of other people. I can guarantee you there are a lot of people in this world that need help. Hallelujah. Um, and like, like I said on Sunday, sometimes that's what makes our victories bittersweet. It's not going to be much fun if you are the only wealthy person in the room and every other person around you is poor. In fact, like someone said, if there's one rich man among four poor people, if they are not careful, the four poor people will pull him into, his, into their poverty. <laughs> he will end up being a poor guy. They will end up being five poor people. So we, we, we are living in, in a time and a space where even for people that are shining and are victorious, there's just too many challenges. Too many challenges. But that does not change the reality of who we are. And that's why teachings like this are very important. That you are staring at defeats, staring at challenges, Staring at trouble, staring, staring at difficulties does not change the fact that you are who God says you are. Hallelujah. And it doesn't change the fact that the power to win is available for you. And that you are already empowered to win, particularly if you're a child of God. So important to think like this. Let's start with this text tonight, 1 Corinthians 15. And I want us to read verse 57. I was just meditating on this again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And in verse 57, um, Apostle Paul wrote, But thanks be to God. Somebody say thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where our winning ability comes from. 
That's where the winning mentality comes from. We talked about that a few weeks ago. You, you need to have that attitude and mentality of Apostle Paul that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. <laughs> Praise God. Even when I'm abased, I'll be fine. I mean, being a, 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 a champion, being a winner, being an overcomer from God does not mean you will not have challenges or go through difficult times. No, that's already established all through scripture. But thanks be to God. Somebody say that again. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory? I love the way it's written there. It's a present continuous experience. God always gives us the victory. He has made us overcomers. Pastor Leia stressed that a lot last week. He has made us more than conquerors. He has given us that winner DNA, victorious DNA, um, more than conqueror DNA. But he continues to empower us to be victorious. Praise God. So maybe you were victorious a month or two ago in different areas of your life. Then suddenly, a new challenge has arisen before you and it doesn't look like you are going to have victory any longer. Or maybe there was an aspect of your life a year ago, three years ago, four years ago, you were swimming in victory. And now, a big problem has showed up that you didn't see coming. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Who gives us the victory? In 2 Corinthians, you, you, another text, I think chapter 2 verse 14, said he always leads us in triumph. Hallelujah. And I love what he said in the next verse. Please look at this very carefully. Now, Paul was coming, um, talking mainly about spiritual victory here. And if you read it, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. He was talking about the victory that we have through the death and resurrection of Christ. But by giving us victory in that dimension, he has also given us victory in every other dimension. We just don't have victory spiritually, we have victory financially. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Hallelujah. And God gives you the victory financially. And in a time of famine and in a time of drought, you better know how to walk in the victory that God gives you financially. And to walk in the empowerment that God gives you financially. In your marriage, God gives you the victory. On your job, in your career. So it's not just spiritual. Hallelujah. But he applied that here. And verse 8 now tells us because God gives us the victory, and God always gives us the victory, and we should always be thankful for the victory he gives us, he said, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Why should you be steadfast? God gives you the victory. You're already empowered to win. You may not feel like it. It may not look like it. There may be things staring you in your face that makes you feel you are not going to get victory in this area. But be steadfast. <laughs> it may be like super egos that you just lost your opportunity to go for work up. You better be steadfast. From now. <laughs> because before you know it, another round of qualifications will start. Amen. Are there super ego supporters in this place? Uh, am I the only one? Praise God. Be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work. So it was coming from a spiritual place here. Yeah. 
Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we have the victory, we should be steadfast, spiritually speaking, on the work of God. In our finances, too, we should be steadfast. We should be abounding. There is a backing from God that we have. Hallelujah. An empowerment from God that we have. Romans chapter 8 talks about that. Let's look at that as well. Another popular text. Oh, before we go to Romans chapter 8, I want you to see something here. Just a few verses. If you read from verse 5, I love something he said here. And this is why I made that statement I made about super eagles. <laughs> you see, sometimes it's when you are in defeat, or like Apostle Paul was teaching us here, the, the kind of victory that God gives us is so powerful and supernatural that even in death, we are victorious. That, that's how our redemption was forged. That's how the victory that we have in Christ, it came through the death of Jesus. But even in death, when it seemed like we had lost, and it looked like we had lost, and it felt like we had lost, the real truth was that we were actually in victory. Hallelujah. So you read from verse 55 there, it said, Oh, death, where is your sting? And if you read from previous verses, it was talking about mortality and immortality. That we're going to have to put off this earthly body and then we're going to gain a spiritual body. And we do that through the avenue of death. And he now linked that to the fact that Christ died for us. And that's how we got victory. And he was now saying that, oh, death, where is your sting? Because of what Jesus has done and the victory that he has even provided for us in death, even when we die, we still have victory. Even when we lose and we don't get to go for Qatar 2022, if we can think spiritually, we still have victory. <laughs> if they invite me to come and preach that to Super Ego, so I'll preach it to them. And they should just go back and go and learn what they didn't get right before. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, hate, where is, oh, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hate, oh, hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Praise God. So I want to tell someone tonight, in that area of your life where you don't seem to be making progress, if you can hear the word of the Lord and hear what we are saying tonight, I'm telling you authoritatively by the word of God, you have the victory in that area. Hallelujah. It's the nature of who you are now that you are in Christ Jesus. And God is empowering you and he keeps empowering you and you are already empowered to be victorious. Even when it looks like you have lost. In death we have victory. So the scripture tells us not to mourn like people that don't have hope. And that's not just for physical death. When we go through times and seasons in life, we, we are talking about chapters in our Sundays series. And I told you that there will be some difficult chapters. There is nobody's story in the volume of the book that God has written that everything is smooth sail from beginning to end. No. What is assured is that at the end you will have victory. Hallelujah. But there may be some dark times. There may be some difficult times. There may be some trying times. 
And if that's the phase or chapter of life you are in, you need to understand that even in that place, you still have victory. Can I hear a loud amen? You still have victory. So Paul was now teaching us in Romans chapter 8. Let's go there again tonight. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I mean, that, that's the mindset everybody should embrace in trying times like what we are living in now. I was talking about Christians in Ukraine. And we should really be praying for them and interceding for them. I will encourage us to do that in our private times. And the people in that part of the world at this time, it's, it's difficult to live through something like that. Most of us have never experienced something like that before. But even in times like that, you should know that if God is on your side, I, I, I learned something, some, um, um, I think it was from Kenneth Copeland, really. The way they train fighter pilots in the U.S. Army, they use something they call simulators. So before they give you an actual plane to fly and go to the battlefront, they have the machine, like computer. You are not in a battlefront, but it feels like an actual plane, looks like an actual plane, and you can do all the training and, and simulated battles there. And that's where they train them. So even though they are not really fighting, they are being trained as if they are fighting. So when they get into a real fight, they already know what to do. Because for years and months, they've invested hours upon hours in the simulator to train. Believers should learn to do that. Sometimes you just put yourself in other people's shoes and simulate. Put yourself, not, not that you want it, but just to how will I respond in faith if God forbid I find myself in a war-torn country. <laughs> and it's a lot easier to practice your faith and develop your faith in test or simulation situations like that than when you have to do it for the first time in real life. For some people, the only time they ever get to test their faith and use their faith is when sickness, real sickness attacks them. They've never tried using their faith in mundane things. No practice. So the first, imagine that a fighter pilot, the first time you're actually um, practicing to fight in a, to use a fighter jet to fight is a real, most likely you will die. Or that pilot will die. That will, you won't die in Jesus' name. But that pilot will die. So that's why they build simulators for them. And many of them will have crashed a hundred times, crashed a thousand times, and they will have learned the mistake. So when they get into a real battle and something similar to what they have practiced in the simulator now happens, they will not make the mistakes they made. I, I don't know whether I'm making sense to you tonight. Sometimes simulate with your faith. Ask yourself things like, just put, if you are to put yourself in the shoes, you are not there and we are not praying for that. And may we not see war in Jesus' name. But how will you respond? Because there are Christians in places like that. You, we don't even have to go that far. There are Christians in northern Nigeria. And we read stories about, hey, they came to bomb their church. How will you respond to that kind of thing? The easiest thing is, ah, it can never happen to us. And it will never happen to us. We can pray that prayer in Jesus' name. 
But you know, you can try and test and see how you use your faith. And when you read scriptures like what Apostle Paul is saying in Romans chapter 8 here, it's how you can test and build your faith to respond. We said this victory is a victory that you walk in through faith. Knowing that God is for you, and if God is for you, who, are, who can be against you? And he now went on to say, if you read from verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. In fact, before we read 37, we should read verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation. How would you respond in faith if you could simulate a tribulation experience. And one of the best ways is, is you see someone or you hear about someone that it's happening for and you start interceding for them, praying for them and just trying to imagine what it's like to walk in that kind of situation. And building up faith and confidence. Because the fact that God is for you and not against you and God has said, if I'm for you, who can be against you does not mean tribulation will not come. Tribulation can come. Distress can come. Persecution can come. Famine or nakedness, peril or sword. Sword is war. But Apostle Paul stated here that in all these things, glory be to God, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors. And the way we conquer is the empowerment of God backs us up, strengthens us, and encourages us, and helps us to actually win. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. In whatever it is I'm going through, I'm empowered to win. Say it again, I'm empowered to win. I am victorious by the hand of Almighty God. Hallelujah. What I was saying about simulation, the way that, like I said, the trained fighter pilots, is a good principle we can adopt in spiritual life. And by the way, it's also important to remember and understand that um, a lot of what we face in life, the tribulations, the challenges, and the difficulties, the famine, many of them, if not all of them, they are rooted in spiritual issues. Their source or the origin is spiritual in nature. Now, I want to put a caveat here because... When you say things like that to Africans and Nigerians, after the Super Eagles lost yesterday, the spiritual dimension that one guy took it, when I was, you know, people was like, ah! <laughs> so I'm not saying this for you to now start over-spiritualizing everything. Because people can be over-spiritualized things. To the point where you only want to pray and fast. You are believing God for financial increase and all you want to do is just to pray and fast in terms of doing practical physical things like walking solving problems and bringing solutions you don't want to develop that you don't want to use your spiritual energy to develop that as well that's what i mean by over spiritualizing people can over spiritualize things 
So we start talking about, ah, it's the government that you are, giving, you are not giving your people light. How do you want God to help you to win? You know, you are not the only one that is praying to God. God is not a Nigerian commodity. The Ghanaians who are praying to God. And if they train better than you, practice better than you, have a better tactics than you, most likely they will beat you. <laughs> Don't over-spiritualize things. So, please, I'm saying that, yes, things are spiritual in nature, but that doesn't mean you should not over-spiritualize things. But it's important to know that the challenges are rooted spiritually. Ephesians 6, once again, I believe I quoted this a couple of weeks ago. Let's look at it again. Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. So it tells us to be strong. If you are going to walk in the empowerment for victory, and if you are going to manifest victory, particularly when you are faced with issues in life, you've got to realize that you've got to learn to attack things from a spiritual perspective. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Put on the whole armor of God. I may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It may be showing up as a financial challenge. It may be showing up as a health challenge. It may be showing up as a marital challenge, friction between you and your spouse. But what is really behind it are wiles of the devil. Wiles of the devil. It may be showing up in the fact that you are not able to work efficiently on your job and, and deliver. But what is really behind this is wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Hallelujah. So the need for empowerment. Um, empowerment spiritually when you understand that a lot of the issues are rooted spiritually it becomes more profound and becomes more important hallelujah and one dimension of this part of receiving spiritual empowerment is to realize that a lot of these battles are won mentally Spiritual battles are won mentally. A lot of it is how you think, how you see things, how you perceive things. Glory be to God. So the person that shows up to the battlefront, and I'm talking about life's battles. Now you wake up one morning or one day, and already in your mind you are defeated. You don't see yourself as a victor. You don't see yourself as a winner. You don't see yourself as someone that is empowered by God. Already you've lost. Hallelujah. And this is one way the, the, the enemy wears, wears us down. Particularly when we are in fights that are protracted. Things that have been going on for months, things that are going on for years. Satan doesn't mind if, oh, you shout the first month. You're excited the first year. Hallelujah. You need to, um, you need to put yourself in a place where, look, you are, you are ready to go on. And you go on, and you go on, and you keep going on. So he told us again, Apostle Paul, and this is where I'm really going tonight. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's go there. And this is where I want to really key in on tonight. Say, my spiritual battles are won mentally. 
Josemaya talked about the battlefield of the mind. A lot of victory is established and it's won. I, I was listening to one analyst yesterday. I, fo I followed that match yesterday. And the guy was talking about that. Even by, he, he saw in his own assessment, too, the energy of the Ghanaians, they looked more purposeful than the way I mean, I didn't notice that, but he was just talking about what, 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 what he noticed. And sometimes, and I just want to apply it in this case, sometimes the attitude with which you come into battle makes all the difference. And the question for you and I today is, what attitude are you going about with your day, in your day, in your life? What attitude did you, did you use to go to work today? When challenges come, what attitude? I was talking about Sunday about knowing how to respond with joy. The challenge has come. The pain has come. Do you know how to respond with joy as an attitude? So look at verse 3 from um, chapter 10 of 7 Corinthians. Popular text of scripture, but look, application is what's important. Many times going through these scriptures, reading them and taking them line upon line again is so vital. For though we walk in the flesh, we live in a physical, natural world. We do not war according to the flesh. This is just echoing what is talked about in Ephesians chapter 6. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Watch the domain again for the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. And it's talking there about mindsets. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I'm bringing every thought, hallelujah. Somebody say every thought. See, it's, it's mindset. We are, we are dealing with things that are showing up in the flesh, showing up in our finances, showing up in our marriages, showing up in our careers, showing up in our ministries, in the flesh. But they don't originate in the flesh. They are actually spiritual in nature. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, wiles of the enemy. That's what we are really fighting against and dealing against. But we fight them in the mind. Glory be to God. Or a, a major part of our victory of us winning and us walking in the empowerment that God gives us is how we think. And that's the question tonight. How are you thinking? In these times, how do you think after you wait through three hours, four hours of Lagos traffic? How do you think if for two months or two weeks, Nepal has not given you light in your house? You have to queue several hours of petrol. How do you think when finances are running low, you are not getting the finances you want? How do you think when all these things are just pulling you from one side or the other, this is where you need to ensure that you are empowered? Hallelujah. Empowered. Not just emotionally. I think we do a lot of that in the body of Christ, particularly Pentecostal churches. And there's nothing wrong with it in itself. I mean, sometimes you just need to stir yourself up like that in emotions. But you must know that you are not going to win this thing just by the way your emotions are flowing. 
And you're not just going to be by sounding spiritual, quoting spiritual, I mean. We need to learn how to think through things. Spiritual, spiritual issues. By the help of the Holy Ghost. And by the help of God. You pray, a financial challenge has come. You need X amount of finances or money. And you pray, of course, you're going to pray. You're going to, I mean, I, I didn't do this. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. If you look at that, Ephesians chapter 6, he listed the armor of God. I talked about that being dressed. And that's the way you get it. One of the ways you walk in the empowerment, when I talk about power to win. You, you, you walk in righteousness. You walk in truth. You walk in the word. You walk with um, the word, the sword of the spirit. You walk with prayer. All those spiritual things. But you just don't, please watch this carefully. This is so important. You just don't do that in a spiritual space and spiritual space and leave it there. It now needs to be processed into the mental realm where practical, actual steps can be given to us that we can apply. And that is a vital part of our empowerment. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Let me finish this, please. Watch this. I love what he said here. Please watch this very carefully. You know, the other place talked about the wiles of the devil, the attacks of the enemy that come against us. Look at verse 5 very carefully again. Casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. And please watch this, verse 6. Being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What's he talking about there? And think about the fact that he's telling us that, look, the, the, the enemy is the devil. It's spiritual. But we need to codify the spiritual truths God gives us in a point where it's now a part of the way we live. It's part of our obedience. And when the enemy throws things against us, thoughts come against us, ideas that are able come against us, we are able to dominate them, command them, and put them in their place. You can't really do that if you yourself are not sound in your mind about what to do. Are you still here? So you need to be sound in your mind. This is where I'm going. You want victory financially? Is somebody like that here tonight? You want victory financially? You need to be sound in your mind. Coming from the realm of the spiritual, I'm not telling you to just sit down and cook up ideas. The Holy Ghost will inform you mentally in the place of prayer. In the place of reading the word, guarding, guarding your waist about with the belt of truth. In the place of putting on the helmet of salvation, learning about your salvation, understanding your salvation, strengthening yourself and understand, having an assurance of your salvation, putting up your breastplate of righteousness, the armor he gave us. Again, I don't have the time to go, um, go into that again. But all those things, those are spiritual things. But you have to come to it, and sometimes it takes time, it takes practice, it takes following after those who through faith and patience have inherited the promise, it takes mentoring, being mentored, learning from other people to get to the point where these things are codified in a mental process that is a way you live. That's what it means about your own obedience being fulfilled. You know what you are doing. 
Obedience is an instruction has been given. I know the steps to take. I carry out the step. And that's how I'm going to deal with the disobedience of the enemy. So I can't be wanting to walk in victory financially where I've not downloaded what to do with my finances from the help of the Holy Ghost. I'm clear in my mind how God wants me to run my finances. I'm not saying you must know everything. But at least you know a thing or two. I can't be wanting to have victory in my marriage where I've not downloaded exactly what God wants me to do in my marriage. I have been empowered. In my, I, this is what God wants me to do in this household. As the husband of in this house, this is what God, I have spent time in prayer. I'm walking in righteousness. I have my helmet of salvation on. I've done what I need to do, what I know to do to activate the power of God. But it just doesn't, just about, I went for a, a, a four-hour prayer meeting and I prayed. and That is good and that is needed. But sir, how sound is your mind? How empowered is your mind? Ah, I, I, want, I want to excel on my job. I want to excel in my office. I'm believing God for promotion. And you are, listen, you are destined to win in that office. You are empowered to win in that office. You are ordained to win in that office. Glory be to God. But sir, your mind must be informed on what, what you need to do. Glory be to God. So Joseph, Joseph did not just walk before Pharaoh, Pharaoh and start saying gibberish. Or speaking in tongues before Pharaoh. Or doing spiritual gymnastics before Pharaoh. Or doing spiritual rituals before Pharaoh. Daniel did not just come and do spiritual things alone before Nebuchadnezzar. Please watch, watch what I'm talking about being empowered to win and how we can deal with this thing. They did spiritual things. I mean, Daniel called his friends, said, tell the king to give us time. And he called, let's go for a night vigil. And their prayer was very simple. Let's go to God to show us mercy and, and for God to let us know this. And God codified what Nebuchadnezzar needed. And Daniel's mind, he was clear about it. And when he came before Nebuchadnezzar, he could speak to a heathen king and talk to someone that doesn't know God in that sense. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, see, he put the devil in his place. The devil's plan was to kill Daniel and his friends along with all the other magicians. But not only did Daniel understand that, look, this attack is from the enemy. This is a spiritual attack. And I have to deal with it from the spiritual. But I need to ensure that I'm, I'm, I'm empowered in my mind. By, by the time he started that ordeal, by the time um, Joseph started the ordeal, when, when, when Pharaoh was telling him about the dream, and he had to get the interpretation, he could articulate it in such a very straightforward and simple way for Pharaoh, that when he spoke, Pharaoh said, wow, nobody has given us this idea. And all the people in Pharaoh's court, they agreed. They understood the idea. It was, please hear me, oh, hear me very well. It was a mental delivery to the answer. Was it just someone trying to, ah, we lost, and it's only something in the spiritual hemisphere because our government has not given us light? I mean, what is that? 
That's why you lost a football match. <laughs> Praise God. And, and we can laugh about someone that made a spend like that, but I dare to say many of us in our day-to-day -day lives, somehow we live, we live like that. We over-spiritualize the things. This is what God told me to tell you to do. Hallelujah. I want us to pray again, and I, I believe I'm going to lay hands again tonight like we did on Sunday. I want to continue. Listen to what God wants you to do. Somebody say, what God wants me to do. And it's not difficult. Say, this is what God wants me to do. Recognize that who you are fighting with most of the time, the challenges before you, they are, they are spiritual. So when we are telling you to, to codify things and bring things to in your mind, I'm not asking you to just go and read books and you won't pray and you won't see God's face and you won't fast. No, no. Am I communicating? But it must not stop at our spiritual activities alone. We can't take spiritual activity to the bank. You can't take spiritual activity to a board meeting. You take the fruits of a spiritual activity that has been codified in your mind to the board meeting. You take the fruits of a spiritual activity to the other room to address things with your spouse. And for the most part, that's where we believers are dropping the ball. And it's all of us, it's all of us that need to, to work on it. If we're going to fix the problems of this nation and the problems of our world, I know it's high time we in the body of Christ, we really need to start operating at those high levels because the global challenges and the world problems, they are, they are now coming to our domot. I don't know how to say it more clear than that. It's coming to her. I mean, and this house is going to just keep going more and more. One war, one rumor of, a, of war somewhere. Somewhere. It's the following week, it's affecting your bank account. But thanks be to God who always gives us the victory. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, we have the victory. We have the victory, but it's time for us to really start getting our minds involved. That's what Apostle Paul was teaching in that um, Second Corinthians chapter 10. Get your mind involved. In your prayer, we are coming to pray for four hours on Saturday. Get your mind involved. God, what are you saying? What are you saying? And you go back in prayer. And it's not something you cook up. It's not something you force. It's something you just know that spiritual battles are won on the battlefield on the, of the mind. Somebody declared that with me. Say spiritual battles. They are won on the battlefield of the mind. So we, we have, hear me, hear me. We have believers today. Spiritually we are empowered. It shows in our worship it shows in our prayers. It shows in our abounding in the work for the Lord. Physically, we're empowered. We are not weak. We are not lying on a sick bed. The body is strong. But mentally, mentally, that's where many things are needed. Everybody that wants a level of financial breakthrough, you need to be able to get to a place. And please hear me when I say get to a place. 
You may not be there now. Get to a place where out of your prayer life, out of your times of worship, out of your times in the world, spiritual, 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 out of your walking in righteousness, out of your preparation of the gospel of peace, inviting people to church, witnessing, spreading the gospel, out of serving the Lord in, in, in the house of God, spiritual things we do. Somewhere along the line, the Holy Ghost has been able to communicate these are the steps you need to take concerning this business or this job. Did you read your Bible when God showed jo um, I, Jacob how to mate animals? Did you read that story? When Jacob and um, what's the master's name? Laban. And look, Laban kept switching. The, God, they decided, oh, you, you take the speckled ones, I will take the spotless ones. You will take the, and, it was, and Jacob will take, it will end up with the weak ones. And the, the Bible told us how, it was, obviously that was God at work in it, but it, it's genetics. In Genesis, it came from God. But it wasn't just something that was just spiritual in that sense. Jacob knew and how to take the animals, how to, what they should put in front of them. And that's how his own flocks kept multiplying and he became much wealthier. Spiritual battles are won on the battlefield of the, you need the empowerment. I want to focus on my mental empowerment. Though we walk in the flesh, the weapons are not carnal. It's not physical. I saw one meme on, on, on the internet recently. This pastor was in prayer meeting and he was holding cutlass to pray. Oh, so you are just wasting your time. <laughs> but maybe God told him to hold cutlass. So let me, let me put that caveat there. <laughs> but sir, you are not going to defeat the enemy. Yes, with that sword of the spirit. It, 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 it's, it's not a physical... Now, the physical will be involved because we live, we, we, we live in, a, in a physical flesh world. And there's a place for that because there are some people, there, this is another dimension of being too spiritual where they don't, they neglect their body, don't take care of their body. There's a part of that. But it's not just spiritual things. How are you going to meet your animals to cause your flock to multiply? Downloaded from God. It's, you know, listen to this. Let me close with this. Rise of and I close with it. Do you know the Bible did not tell us that Jacob 100% understood? In fact, the Bible didn't really give us how God explained it to him and how he downloaded that technique that God gave him. But he had that process. And what happened was that when his animals grow, neighbor will change the wages. Ah, no, I said my own is the spotted and the speckled. He will take it. Then he will go back again, do it again. Please watch what, what, what was telling us that you are, you've come to a point where your own obedience is, you can do it tomorrow because you've downloaded the plan. Then Laban will come again, ah, it's the plain ones that are multiplied. They will change it again. If you take the plain one, Jacob will do it again. And it got to a point where Jacob punished the disobedience of Laban because no matter which way he tried to turn it to, Jacob was always multiplying. Why? He had downloaded that thing. He knew how to multiply those animals. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands tonight. We're going to pray. And please hear, hear my instruction. Please, you are, 
one challenge or the other. All of us are going through these things. I had a man of God say, he was teaching us, and he said, this is what he does. He prays in the spirit, or I'm going to add other things to it, because it's not just him to pray in the spirit. He worships, or he studies the word, or he fasts, or he serves in God's house, or he does a combination of these things. And he says he, he, wants, he wants money, or he wants to grow his church or something. He said he will stay in that place of prayer. He doesn't say whether it's hours or days or months until he gets exactly, this is how to mate the animals. That's the empowerment to win. It's not the only thing, but it's such a vital place. You down, this is what we have to do in this home so that there will be peace in this house, so that this marriage will work. There is no household that is too difficult for God to come and solve the problem. There's none. And I'm telling you, there's no challenge in this world. Lift your hands to him. That God cannot empower us. Empower us. There are spiritual problems. But we need to involve our minds. Begin to pray tonight. Say, Holy Spirit, enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Let my mind see clearly. Please mean every word as we pray this prayer. Those of you streaming at home, pray with us. Say, let my mind see clearly the steps I need to take. Let my mind codify the plan for me to walk in victory in the very areas of my life that I'm looking for victory. I thank you, Lord. You always give me the victory. You always give me the victory. And I pray in this season that I download the steps I need to take to manifest this victory in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.